Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today is Friday, January 24th, 2020. On this day in 1989, serial killer and rapist Ted Bundy was executed via electric chair in a Florida penitentiary. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the execution of 42-year-old Theodore Ted Bundy, the serial murderer responsible for the rapes, assaults, and deaths of numerous young women during the 1970s. Let's go back to Florida State Prison on January 24, 1989, early in the morning. The sun wasn't even up yet in Northeast Florida. When it did finally rise, 42-year-old Ted Bundy wouldn't be outside or alive to see it. He'd been waiting on death row for almost 10 years. The smell of eggs and buttered toast entered his Spartan cell a little before 5 a.m. Bundy stared at the plate, but didn't move to touch it. Maybe he knew that the night before, just 45 minutes west, dozens of college students had feasted in celebration of his impending execution. One of Florida State University's fraternities organized a cookout. It was a twisted but fitting memorial to the women of the Chi Omega sorority that Bundy had sexually assaulted and killed in 1978. But the FSU homicides weren't all that had led Bundy to death row. Over a span of four years, from 1974 until 1978, he'd assaulted and killed dozens of women across the United States. In the days leading up to his execution, Bundy admitted to a total of 30 homicides, though investigators suspected the number could be far higher. They feared it was likely closer to a hundred. Whether or not Ted was privy to the numerous Bundy cues that were held across the South is unknown, but he knew the majority of the American public welcomed his execution. So he pushed away the standard steak and eggs and hash browns spread. He'd been asked by the prison if he wanted a special meal, but he declined. Instead of eating, he sat staring at the walls of the 9 by 14 foot cell. There was nothing else to do but wait in silence. He was all prayed out. His minister, Fred Lawrence, had been with him past midnight, but the strident barrier of cell bars proved that there was nothing further the Methodist preacher could do for Bundy. As 6 a.m. neared, one of the prison guards came for him. He was tasked with shaving portions of Bundy's head and right leg. 
The electrodes of the chair couldn't adhere to the skin if there was too much coarse hair. After that, Bundy changed from the prison-issued jumpsuit into a monochromatic blue shirt and pants. As the clock ticked to 7 a.m., he was led out of his shoebox cell by his wrist shackles. The walk to the execution chamber was short, about 10 yards. The room itself was partitioned. On one side was the chair and Bundy. Through a hefty plexiglass window were 42 onlookers. Many of those who had chosen to watch the event were officials involved in the Kimberly Leach trial. She was a 12-year-old seventh grader Bundy had abducted and brutally killed 11 years before. The air above the rows of witnesses was thick and somber. No one stirred as Bundy was led across the adjoined room to a heavy wooden chair. Next to it stood a motionless executioner, his black hood cloaking him in anonymity. Bundy sat down. They strapped him into the chair. He locked eyes with his lawyer, James Coleman, through the window. When the prison superintendent swung a microphone to Bundy's mouth for any final words, Bundy again looked towards his attorney's gaze. He spoke evenly. Jim and Fred, I'd like you to give my love to my family and friends. The executioner waited until he finished speaking to place the last strap under Bundy's chin. As it tightened, his eyes bulged. Onlookers reported that he clamped his eyes open and shut repeatedly. Then they covered Bundy's face with a hood before the electrode to conduct the electricity into his body was secured. With that, the prison superintendent nodded to the executioner. At 7.06 a.m., the current connected to the chair surged. For 60 seconds, 2,000 volts passed from the connection points into Bundy's body. And then the current kicked off. The atmosphere was tense as everyone waited for protocol to dictate what would happen next. In tandem, the chief prison doctor, Frank Kilgo, and a paramedic made their final checks. The EMT monitored Bundy's weakening pulse before the doctor removed the hood to check his pupils. 10 minutes after the electric shock, at 7.16 a.m., Dr. Kilgo confirmed Bundy was dead. The prison lieutenant, Don Davis, stepped forward and spoke plainly. The sentence of the state of Florida versus Theodore Bundy has been carried out. But the droves of people waiting outside the prison for proof that the execution was complete wouldn't hear this. Upwards of a hundred lingered outside the barbed wire coils, waiting for the hallmark symbol. They knew a reporter was to emerge, flapping a notebook. And just a few minutes later, a yellow notepad was spotted waving in the wind outside the prison. The response from the crowd was jarring. People burst into song, high-fiving and clapping. The hooting created an eerie, raucous din. Naturally, as the witnesses and officials trickled out of the penitentiary doors, they met this grisly scene. No one could disagree that Bundy was a sociopath, 
The events of that morning were carried out as expected. Still, the delight in death was stomach-churning. Coming up, we'll look at the cultural response to Ted Bundy's execution. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now back to the story. On Tuesday, January 24th, 1989, serial killer Ted Bundy was executed by the electric chair in a Florida prison. The morning marked the end to an especially dark saga of American culture. As Bundy's numerous victims were mourned and remembered in the years following his execution, newspapers often returned to the affable mood that blanketed crowds outside Florida State Prison. With all their hollering and carousing, the onlookers could have been at a carnival or festival. That is, if not for their various t-shirts and signs indicating they were present for the Fry Day. Some had even fashioned impromptu hats from aluminum foil to mimic the headpiece that accompanied the electric chair. And more, those contributing to the reverberating chorus of Burn Bundy Burn included parents with their young kids. Some people felt it was appropriate. It's clear that Bundy's execution served as an outlet for the American public to obtain some sort of catharsis. After following the harrowing span of Bundy's crimes over a decade, even those unaffected by his murders wanted to see justice. They were looking for some tangible acknowledgement that the women Bundy had brutally assaulted couldn't be brought back. The lives he had maimed and taken, innocent families had been wrenched into grief and forced to grapple with the results of losing their daughters, sisters, or cousins. Many that attended the execution agreed on the fact that the punishment was due to Bundy. A man who had expressed no remorse for his crimes was ushered out of the world with the same attitude. In the parking lot and surrounding streets of the penitentiary, a massive crowd aired their sorrow and anger. They felt that Bundy's nearly 10 years on death row was a grievous error. After all, courts had handed down three different death sentences during his numerous murder trials. But the audacious attitude of not only the crowd outside the prison, but the surrounding communities marked that Bundy's execution in and of itself was not enough. Lightboxes outside restaurants displayed fry-themed menus for that day. Special broadcasts on news channels provided live video feeds of the hearse leaving the prison and turning onto the interstate towards Gainesville. One waitress working at a diner down the street from the prison seemed to capture the complex mood of the day. She was new to Florida and unsettled by both the scope of Bundy's crimes and the response to his death. According to the Washington Post, she spoke with a grim frankness. This is my first one. We're from Texas. 
They execute a lot of people in Texas, but I've never seen a crowd like this before. It kind of says something about humanity, don't it? I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more information on Ted Bundy, check out the ParCast original Serial Killers, which dives deeper into his crimes. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Carly Madden. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Mackenzie Moore, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson.